Hi, this is Tony Mangone, and today we're going to continue our look at the heart of Christian service. And we're going to start with uh, Pastor Warren Wearsby's beautiful definition of ministry, and that is, ministry happens when divine resources meet human needs through loving channels to the glory of God. It's a beautiful definition, and once again, I would uh, exhort you and encourage you to memorize that definition and uh, use it on a daily basis. And uh, see, the problem with with many of us, uh, we all we many of us think God has called us to be producers or manufacturers when the reality of it is, is that he has called us to be distributors. Everything belongs to God and he alone has the resources to meet human needs. He's got it all. And all we can do is receive his riches and blessings and share them with others. We have to be conduits, loving channels. And uh, Peter announced this in Acts 3.6, and we'll read it. We read it last time as well. Acts 3.6, I'm reading from the, uh, the, the King James Version. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Where ministry is concerned, we're all bankrupt. God is the only one who's rich. Like Paul, we, as he says in 2 Corinthians 6.10, are as poor, yet making many rich. And you can read that uh, verse also in that passage also on your own. Uh, in the miracle of the loaves and fishes, which is recorded in actually all four Gospels, in Matthew 14, Mark 6, Luke 9, and John 6, the disciples saw the crowd of more than 5,000 people, and they did not know what to do. And that, quite frankly, uh, probably scared them uh, a little bit. And uh, But it didn't stop them from making suggestions. Uh, the first thing they advised Jesus to do was, hey, send the people home. Why don't you send them home? And um, was that a show of compassion on uh, the disciples' part? See, they weren't looking towards these people having a need, they were looking at their own insignificance and un, un, their inability to come up with an answer on how they were going to uh, feed these people. And um, Jesus knew that the people were hungry and that they had a long trip to make and they would never make it on, you know, basically empty stomach. They needed, they needed the, the food and he was compassionate. So he dismissed uh, their suggestion right off. Okay, and um, aren't we often tempted in ministry to get rid of the very people that the God's asking us to minister to? And again, whatever your ministry is, I mean, he could be asking you to bless somebody with, with, with something. And, you know, you may try to send the people away. And these are the people that God wants you to minister to. So we all do that because we're human. And disciples also tried the same approach with the woman of Canaan in Mark 15 and also with the, the little children in Mark 19. And um, you see, Jesus wants us to have compassion when we see human needs. Again, divine resources meet human needs through loving channels. We have to be those loving channels. We have to have compassion, open eyes and hearts, compassion to want uh, to help these people. And uh, when we do that, then God, we allow God to work through us as conduits, as loving channels. And um, ministry, again, takes place when divine resources meet human needs through loving channels to the glory of God. And uh, Philip admitted uh, at that 
um, the loaves and the fishes, you know, with those the, the large crowd. Philip also admitted that there wasn't enough money on hand to buy enough food to feed all those people. And then even after finding the boy with the, the small uh, box lunch, uh, he also questioned the inadequacy of the food supply to meet the needs of all those people. So, see, they were, all of them, they were just complaining and actually questioning because they could not come up with the answers to how this was going to get done. They were using a manufacturer's mentality. And they were looking for clever ways to solve the problem. And don't we do the exact same thing? We're always looking for answers. We want to be the one to come up with answers. We're looking for solutions, clever solutions. We want to get recognized probably for that as well. And um, we often look to ourselves to find the answers instead of looking to God. And Jesus knew what he was going to do. Uh, basically, he knew what he was going to do. But, you know, he um, he turned to the disciples, though, because he wanted them to have that distributor's mentality. And I guess he was working in, there, in them so that they would see this principle uh, or see this, you know, what they were supposed to actually be doing here. And uh, I think they learned from this. Well, maybe. Um, but we know how the situation turns out. Uh, and there was a great... A wonderful miracle uh, that happened that was performed that day by Jesus. So, you know, we have to, we can learn from that. And freedom and joy of service uh, will be experienced by you when you accept yourself as a distributor of God's riches and provision. You don't, you won't be afraid of new challenges because you know that God has the resources and will use them through you to meet human needs. You won't be frustrated trying to come up with uh, answers by producing or manufacturing uh, everything you need to get the job done. And more importantly, when God blesses your work, you will not be tempted to take the credit and God will get the glory. And that is it. That is the most important thing, that God gets the glory. And it's been said, if we can, fig- if we can explain what, what's going on, then God didn't do it. I mean, how do you explain a miracle? You just can't. You just receive it, share it, and give God the glory. And uh, the best word that probably summarizes um, the divine resources that God makes available is grace. And uh, servants in ministry, uh, it's grace. You don't earn or deserve grace. Uh, You simply receive it as God's gift and then share it with others. Uh, We're channels of God's resources and uh, we're not reservoirs, or at least we shouldn't be. Uh, in Luke 6.38, we're going to read that. Um, it says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together, and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet without, with all it, shall be measured to you again. And in Gem um, number four, in our... Um, uh, series or feature that we're doing, uh, digging out God's mining operation, digging out the gems. This is number four, gem number four. We went through that and we actually went through all of the, uh, the impact of this verse. And it's really a very beautiful thing. So I, I would encourage you to take a look at that. But for, for the sake of today's, uh, look at what we're doing here, uh, basically, uh, this is a, 
this Luke 38 uh, is a basic law of God's kingdom. And it, it's the servants who know how to be poor that become the richest. And those who give the most receive the most and therefore have the most to give. It's a beautiful principle, beautiful principle. And um, because we have a manufacturer's mentality, we're prone to depend on our own resources, which include our experience, training, money, talent, education, fill in your own blank there. And uh, these things, you know, again, we're human. We're living in this world, even though we're not of the world. We live in this world. And these things are what the world sets forth in an effort to define us, and in an effort to define our accomplishments and success or tied to these things. And God can and will certainly bless and use these assets. But apart from the grace of God, they will actually become liabilities. Again, God doesn't call you to do something. And, you know, you've got these gifts and talents, which are from God. And he gives you gifts and talents based on what his calling is for your life. So it's not like you have these gifts and talents and now he's not going to use them. What he does, however, is he will use us in areas where we have no business ministering, in areas where we have no experience, no training, so that he will show us that we can't come up with the answers. We have to rely on him. We have to trust in him. And he for sure will get the glory. And when you do that, then he can bring you in in a bigger way into your own ministry or into where your gifts and talents are. Because what can happen is if you use your gifts and talents and he sets you up or God uses you in the area where you're gifted to perform and work, you have a tendency then to say that you did it. Or you accomplish it because of your gifting. And um, then pride can come in. And uh, this is especially important where we're talking about staff positions in churches, uh, local churches, where if, if someone gets too much authority too quick, they can be prone to the pride aspect because then they'll feel it's their training and their experience that's getting the job done and it's not God. And that's not what God wants. Um, Paul knew this. Paul knew this. And he knew the secret of his effective ministry was the grace of God. Um, in 1 Corinthians 15.10, I'm going to read that. It says, but, and this is Paul, of course, uh, for I, in 9 he says, For I am the least of the apostles that am not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace was bestowed upon me, was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God was with me. See, Paul understood that. He knew who he was and did what he did because of the grace of God. He knew that. He, he had no question about that. And we can draw upon the riches of God's grace. Be, uh, we can draw upon the riches of God's grace as his children and as his servants we can draw upon the riches of his glory, the richness of his mercy and wisdom, and so much more. And you can read about that in Ephesians and in, in Philippians 4. Um, you can read about that, how, how we can draw those things from God, from God's grace. And in 2 Corinthians 9, 8, it says, and I'm going to read this again. 9, 8 says, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, 
that ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. And I would encourage you to read that whole passage as well, that whole section of scripture. Um, so one of the first steps we have to take before our service can be used by God is to confess our bankruptcy. We have to know that we have nothing. It's all God, all God's riches, all God's resources. And then receive by faith the grace that we need for acceptable service. We have to work by grace through faith as we seek to serve the Lord. And then and only then can God work through us. Ministry happens when divine resources meet human needs through loving channels to the glory of God. Thanks for tuning in. This is Tony Mangone. And uh, develop a heart of loving service toward God. Recognize that you are nothing as far as having riches or resources. It's all about God. God does it all. He'll do it through a compassionate, loving channel, uh, a conduit to bless people. So we're blessed to be a blessing. And uh, try to do that this week. Walk out in love and uh, just live for God and uh, just love to bless people.